t'es beau Parce que t'es courageux De regarder dans le fond des yeux Celui qui te défie d'être heureux T'es beau T'es beau comme un cri silencieux Voyant comme un métal précieux Qui se bat pour guérir de ses bleus Good morning and bonjour. This is Rose coming to you from Normandy, France. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, we flew in yesterday from Houston, Texas, my sugar daddy and I, if y'all aren't aware. I am a sugar baby and uh, my sugar daddy took me to Normandy and here we are. So let me tell y'all a little bit about the trip. Um, so I guess two days ago when we were in Houston, I went to his place downtown, met up with him in the evening time, spent the night at his house, and then early, early in the morning, he had his son drive us to the airport, where we flew to Washington, D.C., first class, of course. Um, they were serving snacks or some kind of meal, but I didn't have any in first class. I just had a glass of wine, I think, um, because I was saving myself for our first class flight from Washington, D.C. to Paris, which was seven hours. Fantastic service. The food was amazing. As soon as you walk on board, I was in the second row. <laughs> just to put it, it was amazing. I never thought I would be in the second row flying internationally. But uh, as soon as I walked on board the plane, they greeted me with a glass of champagne and the service was outstanding. Uh, for dinner, we had braised beef, and the dessert tray had ice cream sundaes and brownies and apple pie, and you can really gain weight on those international first-class flights if you wanted to. And not to mention, the seat was so accommodating. You have your own cubicle with like five feet of leg room. You can recline all the way back. Your chair turns into its own bed. Your TV, touchscreen, whatever situation in front of you, you have like a desk area if you wanted to get some work done. I had enough time on the flight uh, to do a full face of makeup because I, I didn't sleep a wink. I was so excited. I couldn't, couldn't go to sleep. So I stayed awake during the entire flight, which was not smart because we landed at 7.30 in the morning, France time. So I was awake for probably two days straight. Definitely didn't sleep the night before, not only because I was having sex, obviously, but I was just excited. I mean, anyway, back to the flight. So I was awake all night, and the pilots, there were four pilots on our plane, and they had rotating shifts of three and a half hours each. So I was just talking, hanging out with the pilots up near the cockpit area in the galley where the flight attendants are. And we were just drinking coffee. I probably drank eight cups of coffee, which was stupid. Just hung out with them all night. And then for breakfast, in first class, you have the option to be woken up if you'd like. I was already awake, but I had the omelette de fromage, just a cheese omelette. It was fantastic. Um, I had fruit trays and Chobani Greek yogurt to go with it, which you do not get in coach, I don't think. It was outstanding. I've never flown first class internationally before. I have flown internationally because... When I was in the Navy, I used to fly back and forth to Japan on space A flights or military flights, and that was nothing like the experience. I mean, I felt like I was sitting in someone's living room for seven hours, not to mention the, you know, talking to the pilots about our time in the military and 
making fun of the Air Force and Navy together is pretty fun. I could tell the flight attendant was a little pissed off. She got a little bitchy with me, but whatever. To each her own. So when we landed in Paris, we waited through a line in customs, which really only took about 30, 45 minutes standing in line. You hand over your passport. There was no crazy security. The guy just says, you know, why are you here? Business or pleasure? And I was like, <laughs> all the pleasure. So we got a driver who uh, showed up in a Peugeot, which is a French sports car. If I had to compare it to something, I guess it would be kind of like Porsche. But the driver was a sweet, young hunk of a guy. He's from Normandy. And he drove to Paris to come and pick us up. It was about two hours driving and the back roads from Paris, France to Normandy. We were going between 70 kilometers per hour and 130 kilometers per hour at the fastest. So whatever that is, I think it's around 60 miles per hour we were going. Beautiful countryside. It was not super hilly, but as we got closer to the to Normandy and the beaches, you saw a little bit more geography and, you know, not, nothing I'm sure like wine country is going to be much more mountainous and that's that's next week that's next week in Toulouse but anyway we're in Normandy now so when we arrived our hotel here in France um they like to take nice long three-hour lunches so our hotel no one was even at the reception desk to greet us until three o'clock so we arrived here around around 11 11 30 Immediately, we walked inside the hotel. We snuck in the back door. The front door was locked, and we were kind of sneaking around. Um, the hotel we're staying at is called Domaine de Bayou, and Bayou, I think it's spelled B-A-Y-E-A-U-X or something like that. You know, French. I don't know French. <laughs> Hopefully you do. Um, anyway, so we, we stashed our bags, our luggage, in this closet that we had found that was full of pamphlets and brochures we figured no one would want to go in there <laughs> so we stashed our luggage and immediately just started walking around town and this cathedral let me tell you where we're staying it is old school this was built in 1797 beautiful stone building it looks like almost like a castle but smaller with this giant courtyard full of <clears throat> roses and two rows of trees on either side just grapevines a greenhouse absolutely gorgeous um so we stashed our luggage and we went walking around immediately right down the street we found this little irish pub and since it was the fourth of july it was all decked out in american flags and we walked in and they could tell that we were american and uh, they go, you know, happy 4th of July. <laughs> and it was weird. They were speaking English, but with an Irish accent. And their French was perfect. So two women owned this Irish pub. And so we sat down to relax. And I had a Guinness. And uh, Danny had some other French beer. I'm not sure which. We had a couple beers. He ordered a sandwich, which was a giant baguette with cheese and ham on the inside. Now, he doesn't eat bread, y'all. Which... I don't eat bread either now because we've been seeing each other for a while and he rubbed off on me in that way. However, when in France, eat the bread, please eat the pastries, eat the bread. So I was criticizing him because he took a fork, started eating the ham and cheese with a fork. And I was like, if you don't eat that bread, I'm going to shove it down your throat. So um, he gave in and 
it was the most amazing baguette I've ever had in my life, life, of course. Then we continued to walk around and get more acquainted with Bayeux, which is the city that we're in near Normandy, the beaches of Normandy. And uh, there's this amazing cathedral. It's massive. It's called uh, the Cathedral of St. Notre Dame. It's not Notre Dame Cathedral, obviously. That is in Paris. However, um, Jean-Baptiste is one of the saints that's also worshipped at this cathedral. And it's massive. And if, you, if you're ever bored on the internet, it's worth a Google. So... We just walked around the city and there's a you know, rivers and roses everywhere, the sights and just walking downtown in this city that was built in the 1700s, absolutely gorgeous. The architecture makes you swoon, you know. I mean, we're in the countryside. This is not Paris. This is relaxed. Everybody has animals. There's, you know, pigs in people's front yards as we're walking down the streets. Absolutely gorgeous. Gravel, cobblestone streets. There was a tree planted by the cathedral that was planted in the 17, I think 1778. So this tree is massive. Other than the redwood forest, I've never seen a tree this big in my life. It was phenomenal. Um, after walking that little tour, we decided to head back to the hotel. It was around 2.30. We figured we could sneak in early because, you know, privilege. So we did. We showed up and started ringing the doorbell of the owner, or the, I don't think it's the housekeeper, whomever lives in this property. <laughs> and she was such a sweetheart, um, beautiful little blonde French girl with blue eyes, came out, um, you know, bonjour, bonjour, started speaking in French. And that's all the French that I really know. I just know how to be polite. And that's about it. Um, so she led us up into our room. We stayed in the Utah room. As soon as you walk in, there's this big chandelier, gold everything, marble floors. The bathroom was the same size as the bedroom, which is fantastic. Two sinks, two showers, a toilet, and a, a, a giant bathtub, all marble everything. And for friends on Facebook, you can check, check out my photos, but... It was just luxury beyond compare. So we checked into our room, the Utah room, and by that time, we were exhausted. All we wanted was to sleep. So we took a solid nap, not before, you know. <laughs> so we laid down and slept for two to, two to three hours. We had dinner reservations at 6.30, which brings me to my next point. When we woke up, took a shower, got all fresh. I put on a beautiful little flowy orange dress, with a scarf around my shoulders, and we were off, and he was wearing jeans and a really nice navy blue t-shirt v-neck with a blue blazer with orange pinstriping, so we were all matchy-match, and if there's one thing I have to say about my sugar daddies, he is so fashion-forward and stylish, and he totally fits right in here, so Anyway, we went to dinner at Domaine de Bayou. Oh, no. Domaine de Bayou is where we're staying. We went to uh, Le Moulin de la Galette. That is the restaurant that we had reservations at. And uh, they specialized in charcoal grilled meats and buckwheat pancakes, which are more like crepes. So you just take delicious meat and wrap it in a crepe. Phenomenal. We got there and we tried to get the foie gras as an appetizer but they were out so we went with this pork sausage wrapped in a buckwheat pancake and uh, it has a side of like tomatoes some vegetables let me tell you 
the tomatoes here taste so good. Now, if you're in some of my fans from the Buffalo, New York area, you already have good tomatoes, so you don't know what I'm talking about. But my Houston fans, you don't know what a tomato tastes like. Okay, I'm an Italian-American woman, <laughs> and I grew up in Angola, New York, growing our own tomatoes, fresh delicious healthy soil in texas they're just mushy sponges mushy red sponges that's why nobody in texas likes tomatoes i'm convinced okay ran over tomato ran over <laughs> um so then i we we both ordered different salads they were so rich my salad came with a bunch of ham and uh goat cheese rolled in sesame seeds and deep fried and a fried egg and it was just fun phenomenal I'm just the produce everything's so fresh no preservatives whatsoever and uh, then for dessert uh, we just got cappuccinos I got an, he got a cappuccino I got an espresso and that's really common here in France to get an espresso after dinner it's more of like a digestive thing um, so anyway and then you know we were wired from the caffeine so we decided to go and walk walk about and we snuck into the cathedral, which is all the, all of this is probably within a half a mile. Just to picture how close everything is. The hotel, the restaurant, all within walking distance, the pub, the cathedral, um, which I'll tell you about right now. So last night, we snuck into the cathedral uh, right around 8.30 at night. One of the doors was open and oh my God so beautiful the candles lit everywhere this cathedral is from the 1700s and just the art and the sculptures and if you've ever been to Europe or a place like this you'll know that it evokes an emotional response from you when you walk into a place like that there's a power in the history and the architecture and the gothic ceilings and the you know oh just the gold everything the candles burning and just absolutely gorgeous so we walk through this cathedral and they have catacombs in the basement. So we made our way down into the creepy basement, you know, by ourselves. Even though it was nighttime, the sun was still up. Um, so when we got done walking through there, sneaking through there, <laughs> the cathedral, um, we came back to the hotel. And at this point, it was probably 10 o'clock at night. Still light outside. The sun is still up at this point and it was absolutely gorgeous. And there was an old greenhouse that's been converted into a really modern sitting area. We just sat in silence under these beautiful grapevines in the garden for maybe a half an hour before retiring back to our room and passing the fuck out. <laughs> we, I passed the fuck out. I was so tired. I, like I said, at this point, I hadn't slept in seemingly days aside from our little two-hour nap before dinner. And no melatonin needed. I was exhausted. <clears throat> And so I had the most restful night of sleep of my life, woken up by my man, my favorite way to wake up. And we were in France, so, you know, the sex is just fucking awesome. There's just something about it. Anyway, so I was wide awake at like 6 a.m. this morning. He's still asleep now, and it's 9.30, and he's still asleep. But I was wide awake, so I took a shower, put my face on, y'all got ready and then I just went out and on went out in town I went and got a cafe au lait and two croissants because I wanted to get him one because I'm not selfish brought him back to the room and he's still 
asleep. And I don't think he's going to be getting up for a while, y'all. So I'm back out here in this beautiful renovated greenhouse area. And I decided to give you guys a chat. Um, we are about to get picked up by our driver, Emily. We have her for two days. She's a tour guide that uh, Sugar Daddy hired, Saxon hired, and um, she's going to be driving us to the beaches of Normandy, taking us to the Airborne Museum, and seeing as Saxon was in the Army, he's a West Point guy, and I was in the Navy, um, we're just really interested in seeing all the military history that Normandy has to offer. Everyone here loves Americans, obviously. So... It's pretty exciting. Right now, I'm going to go bother the gardener and see what he does to make these roses smell so good. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And next time we talk, I will have been on the beaches of Normandy, where my forefathers came and fought for the freedom of France against Germany. So really cool history. Um, so happy to be here. So lucky. So blessed. Um, all right, y'all. Have a beautiful day. And I will talk to you later. Hey everyone, this is Rose coming to you from Normandy, day two of my France adventure with my sugar daddy. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so let's just pick up where we left off yesterday. Um, last time I was talking to you guys, it was right before we were about to meet our French tour guide named Emile. So uh, she came to our hotel to pick us up in a Fiat. So cute, skinny, petite, little, curly, black haired, brown eyes, glasses. Emile showed up wearing this La Medellin dress, the really low cut waist and white gloves and a big French hat. She was absolutely gorgeous. And the one thing about being a sugar baby is you're not really in a relationship. So Sexton was clearly enamored with her. And we'll get into the dark side of this vacation in just a moment. Um, but first we can talk about the, the light side, the bright side of this vacation. So Emil came, picked us up in this adorable little Fiat, started driving us around. We went to the American Cemetery at the Normandy beaches, um, Utah Beach and Omaha Beach, where the United States soldiers came to storm the beaches of Normandy on June 6th, 1944. This is D-Day. There were several other beaches. The Canadian beach, the Canadian army was also involved in the liberation of France from Germany. And the Canadian beach was called Juno Beach. And then there were two British beaches, Sword Beach and another beach. These were the five landing zones for soldiers on D-Day. And um, as an American veteran, and uh, I know I personally have family, extended family, that was involved um, in D-Day, one of which was a fighter pilot. And he was 19 years old. My great-great-uncle David Schmidt, and then also uh, my great-great-uncle Milton was also storming the beaches when he was at 19 years old. But Uncle Milton got shot and had spent three weeks in a French hospital. So there's a little backstory. Um, <laughs> it was very powerful to see the American graves, over 3,000 American graves set up just like Arlington, all beautiful white marble crosses, and about 150 uh, graves were marked with the Star of David, symbolizing the Jewish-American soldiers that fought and died uh, for the liberation of France. So 
we went and we, we toured the beach. We saw the German uh, bunkers where the Germans had built four giant concrete bunkers to hide these guns, 150 uh, millimeter guns, cannons really. And um, the watchtower that they used to coordinate and triangulate the attacks, we got to climb inside and touch the walls and walk on the earth and be on the beaches where um, our forefathers came and liberated France. So it was a really beautiful moment. Um, which we were going to go back today for a full tour. Yesterday our tour began in the afternoon around uh, 1.30. So Mill took us all through the beaches, very educational, informational, complete sweetheart, sexy French accent. I mean, sexy. So <laughs> then uh, when we were done seeing those touristy sites, we definitely needed a drink. And uh, here in Normandy, they're famous for their apples, I guess. There's 10 million apple trees here in Normandy. And they use those delicious apples to produce uh, apple brandy. Don't ask me the name of it, because I don't know. But um, then they take that apple brandy. That's one drink. It's stronger than whiskey. Comes in a little scotch glass, and you sip it slowly. It's delicious. And then they have another drink called Poumont. And that is where you take that apple brandy... And you mix it one-third apple brandy, two-thirds apple juice, and then they let it age in oak barrels. And Poumont is a little bit sweeter. Women typically like that drink, so we ordered one of each. I, of course, like the brandy because I don't mess around. <laughs> and uh, Sugar Daddy, he's like, oh, I like you know this, the Poumont, the sweeter one. And as soon as Emil said that typically the men like the brandy and the women like the Pumol, he switched our drinks. And <laughs> he's a nervous drinker, and he's kind of a little guy, so Saxton got hammered off of one drink, which was really fun to watch, actually. We've uh, pretty much quit drinking liquor for the most part, so haha. Anyway, so we were in the Fiat on the way back, and... Emil took us to the train station right next to our hotel. She's so helpful and sweet. Um, we requ respectfully requested that she help purchase our train tickets because we plan on, actually tomorrow, holy shit, uh, tomorrow we're going to hop a train first class to Paris, and then we're going to stay in Paris. Um, we will cover that later. Very excited for that. So she came and helped us at the train station, and then she went on her way. We're going to meet up with her um, 8.30 this morning, 9.30 this morning, I forget which. Right now I just crawled out of bed, I heard the birds chirping outside and I wanted you guys to hear them as well. In about six minutes here I'm expecting those cathedral bells to start ringing, so I hope you get to hear that, it's so beautiful, the sound. And um, anyway, so I just rolled out of bed, grabbed my phone. Didn't even put my panties on, just put on some shorts and a t-shirt. Came out here to talk to you guys. Alright, so we talked about the cute little frou-frou, Emil. Well, Sugar Daddy clearly has a thing for her, right? I mean, just gawking at her. Sad. Now I'm not really a jealous woman, and I don't really give a shit because he's not my boyfriend. However... <laughs> It was kind of trashy, um, us both sitting in the back seat, him like totally, obviously hitting on her. And I was just like, awesome, this is so much fun for me, you know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of like the dark side of being a sugar baby. Emil, well, there was a moment when Saxton came back into the hotel to 
grabbed something and Emile looked at me and she goes, how long have you been married? Uh, no, I was like, girl, that's never going to happen. I said, he'll probably be back in a year with another bitch, another younger, dumber bitch. But for right now, fuck it. I'm having a great time. We went, uh, <laughs> we were walking around yesterday. Uh, there's this medieval festival that they're setting up here in Normandy and it's amazing. The horses, people in suits of armor, everyone's dressed in medieval garb, ready to party, you know, tents set up all around this beautiful church. So it looks like a scene from a movie, really, um, like the Knight's Tale or something. We've got this giant cathedral, this beautiful 300 some odd year old tree in the center of the town and all around it, all these red and yellow tents. Um, because the flag of Normandy is a red flag with two golden leopards. So now you know that. Uh, so red and gold tents everywhere. Big medieval party. The, the parade began yesterday night at 10.30 p.m., which we were asleep by 8 yesterday because we were exhausted. But uh, I would have liked to have seen that. It's another downside of traveling with a 50-year-old. <laughs> he gets tired, y'all. Oh. Anyway, so after Emil dropped us off, let me just give you a little bit more backstory. We went to this French restaurant that she recommended, and um, we started off. I got the foie gras with apple puree and a toasted baguette slices. Out of this world, phenomenal foie gras. It came like, um, if you've ever had head cheese, came in slices, almost like a lunch meat would, or, um, I kind of look like, yeah, head cheese, I guess would be the best way to describe it. So you don't want to overdo it on the foie gras, just in case you've never had it before. It, you, it is very rich and you'll get sick. So we had a few bites of that and a glass of red wine. Um, and then I had the duck for dinner, duck with a lemoncello sauce. It was phenomenal, seasonal vegetables. And uh, Saxton had fish with ki uh, risotto and seasonal vegetables as well. And then for dessert, I mean, of course, we split everything. It's like getting two meals in, you know, you get half of each other's plate. That's really the way to travel. For dessert, uh, I ordered the creme brulee, obviously, and it was phenomenal so rich so good and then he ordered this a classic normandy tart which uses some of those famous apples some ice cream and like a marshmallow topping not as good um glad we tried it it was like it was like a deconstructed apple pie with no crust kind of weird but phenomenal i mean overall it was just absolutely out of this world and for each person it was about 39 euros so total i'd say the meal was just under a hundred dollars and over here there's no tipping because gratuity is already included in everything so we didn't have to worry about that um this morning i'm hoping to go to this bakery in town uh, again emil recommended this bakery apparently they're famous for coffee flavored cake so excited for that. I think it has like a coffee flavored frosting. And uh, I guess we'll just have to go and see it, y'all. But yeah, like I said, Sugar Daddy's still fast asleep in our giant marble gold fabulous room. The Utah room. And I'm out here in this greenhouse with 
grapevines over my head and an apple orchard to my right and left overlooking the garden. It's absolutely gorgeous. They say the early bird gets the worm and uh, I already got my worm <laughs> like three times yesterday, if you know what I'm saying. No, um, <laughs> I will say one thing for an old guy. Saxon can lay some pipe. All right. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, he tries to be romantic. Like, when we were, of course, by ourselves again and Emil was gone, now it was all about me again, you know? So, to be honest with you, I could give a shit less. It, there's nothing to be jealous of. It's, I know exactly what this relationship is. And honestly, yesterday, for the first time, I kind of got the feeling that we were extremely perishable or that we had an expiration date for this relationship and that he already has it like predetermined in his head. So I don't mean to call the shots here, but if that does end up being true, you heard it first from me. <laughs> Nothing really surprises me anymore. So if we were to get home from this amazing excursion to France and he were to say, you know, thanks, but no thanks. I would be fine with that, to be completely honest with you. This experience is totally worth it and didn't cost me a damn thing other than two weeks of my life and a lot of my patience. As an Italian woman, when I bite my tongue, I bite my tongue hard. Okay, so it is one minute past when those cathedral bells were supposed to start ringing. I think that they don't begin until... 9 a.m.? I'm not sure. Maybe noon? I guess I'll have to look that up and come back to you guys with some truth. But I want you to hear them before I leave. So I will try my hardest to record the cathedral bells. There's several cathedrals all over town and here in Bayou. And I want, I want you to be able to hear the percussion, all of them. Just one and then the other and then the other. They're all just... So commanding, makes you feel like, you know, you're back in the Middle Ages, really, especially with everyone dressed up in this festival. We didn't know that it was happening this weekend, but I'm so glad that it is. Just adds to the experience, and there's a tapestry here in Normandy that was created in the year 1044. And this tapestry is very long. It was created by the royals here in Normandy by, uh, it was... The purpose was to get the word out to basically broadcast news of King Henry to the peasants, the folks who couldn't read. So somebody came and embroidered this beautiful tapestry. If I had to take a wild guess, I would say that it's uh, probably six or seven hundred feet long. And so it's a giant cloth that depicts King Henry. And Normandy was settled by, um, I guess, the Normans? I have to look, I don't, I have to get some more history for you. I apologize. But anyway, this tapestry is all medieval stuff. That's kind of like the theme we're going with right now. So I wish a knight in shining armor would show up and whisk me away from douchebag over here, but that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> whenever I went by myself, like yesterday morning, walking around town, I got everybody's, ooh la la, you know, mademoiselle, people hitting on me. And it's just really funny. How much he takes me for granted cracks me up. 
And here, these people don't drink water. I don't know what their problem is. I'm so dehydrated. We haven't even been drinking that much alcohol. I'm just walking around, I guess. And it is summertime here, technically. Although, I'd say it's a brisk 60 degrees outside right now. So, I'm in heaven. My uh, northern body does not like the heat. So, very temperate out here right now. All right, y'all. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get to hear the cathedral bells right now. Like I said, hopefully I'll try and get that on recording. Hope you got to hear some of these beautiful French songbirds serenading me. I am going to go try and find the local cat at this hotel because I need a friend. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys later. Hopefully covering breakfast and the first half of our tour with a meal. And maybe if I can, I can get her to record some French for you guys. I think that would be really sweet. And because she's also a young woman, she's probably 32. I think that her and I get along really well and she would do me that favor. Hopefully you get to talk to Emile. So right now I'm walking back through this beautiful rose garden. I snuck out the back door in the cafeteria and cracked it open so I didn't get locked out of the hotel. So let me go sneak back into the room. He's probably still passed out. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you later.